Hey, podcast community. We are glad that you are joining us for this week's podcast. If you haven't noticed, this is a little bit different than what we typically do because on Easter, our uh, recording didn't work. And so now I get to talk to you guys directly, which is pretty cool. And if you got our email from uh, our email blast, you'll know that this is a little different than it typically is. Um, our recording didn't work, and so I wanted to take the opportunity to talk a little bit about the beginning of this series and also talk about some of the things that go on behind the scenes when we're doing uh, a sermon or we're starting or kicking off a series. And so I wanted to do that as well. But uh, first, I wanted to welcome you. I hope you had a great Easter. I hope you felt the Lord's presence And I hope uh, that you are ready to move forward in your relationship with God. Uh, This is a series that we're starting called uh, Conversations. And typically we have a lot of questions for God. If you've ever watched the news and you want to see, you know, want to wonder why things are happening the way they are, you've probably asked, why God aren't you intervening? Uh, Sometimes this happens in our personal lives with uh, family members who are getting sick or what have you. But the Bible is filled with questions that God has for us. And oftentimes when we hear those questions, we know that we shouldn't be asking uh, questions of our own or or God asks a specific question and then we just say, I, I know we shouldn't do that. And Um, But what we want to do in this series, and I hope you can join us for all six weeks, is listen to the questions that God has for us. And in the process of answering those, I think we're going to find out a lot about ourselves and a lot about God. If you've ever taught anything, if you've ever tutored a kid or taught a sports, uh, you know, been a coach for sports or whatever... Asking questions is one of the best ways to teach somebody. And um, I think God knows that, and I think this is why God asks us specific questions throughout the Bible. And this this particular podcast, we're going to look at one that happened on Easter. Um, And uh, I think really gets to the heart of what we're looking for when we want to find a relationship with God. Um, one of the stories I told when during this Easter message was an investment that I had an opportunity to be involved with. And just to give you some behind the scenes, um, when I prepare a message, the story I tell or the, the way we try to wrap it up is really important. Some, some of the messages will start with the story, that, that, that there's a story that just so um, relates to what we're trying to say that we'll tell that story first, or we'll start the whole sermon idea with a story that just really um, capsulates what we're trying to do. And uh, the story I told on Easter was about when I graduated from college, I had a business degree, and I wanted to use that as quickly as I possibly could. And uh, But when I got my job, I was driving a forklift, and so I felt like uh, I should be farther along in my career than I was, and I was too immature to realize that driving a forklift or being in marketing, there's really no difference in value to who we are. But 
I really wanted to do something business-wise. And so when I was at my desk after driving a forklift, I got a phone call from someone who wanted me to invest in an investment that um, was going to make me a lot of money. Uh, so, so they said, and uh, it was an ostrich farm, and and so I uh, listened and and probably chuckled like you did or whatever when you heard that idea. But as they began to tell me what was involved in an ostrich farm, I I kind of started to see some value in that. In that ostrich skin is used for luxury products. The the meat is identical to beef, but it's lower in cholesterol and. Um, an ostrich egg is the same as a dozen chicken eggs, and ostrich feathers were historically used for knights and kings' helmets, and so it felt very prestigious. Uh, and, in fact, turkey was a skeptical meat at one point and now has been adopted. And so I had big visions of a Thanksgiving where we had a giant ostrich um, after all, they've they've been with us for 5,000 years. So how could you possibly go wrong? And also, if you bought a bird and that bird was able to breed with another bird, you got to split the money with the farmer. And so all I needed was $2,500. Um, but I didn't have that because when I came out of college, all I had was uh, debt. And so I had to come up with 2500 bucks. so I called my dad. My dad worked on Wall Street for several years, and uh, so he, he would understand very quickly the, um, just the, the brilliance that is behind an ostrich farm, which now you can also invest in an emu farm, which has all the same... Uh, qualities of bankruptcy that the ostrich farm has as well. And so I called my dad and um, only my family members call me Johnny. Um, not I really haven't had anyone else call me Johnny, but my family members do. And so I called my dad and I told him that um, every part of the ostrich can be used. Um, you can use the leg as a back scratcher, you can um, use the meat, you can use the beak, you can do all these different things. And then, by the way, in Asia, the, the ostrich is, um, is, is very uh, much in need. And so I told my dad all this, and he was very quiet on the other end. And then he just said, oh, Johnny. And that's all he said. And I filled in the rest, like, oh, Johnny, we've wasted all this money on your college. Oh, Johnny, how could you have a business degree and fall for, um, there's also a Nigerian prince that would like you to send him your bank account information. And, uh, and so that's where I was. And before I tell you how it ends, um, I, I want to get to the scriptures where, um, the disciples were at a certain spot with Jesus, um, and and they had kind of seen their investment <laughs> crumble a little bit, go bankrupt, because Jesus was a different leader than uh, most leaders. Most leaders, when they start out, start a institution or start a movement. It starts with some type of social injustice. So Martin Luther King Jr. started with this. 
and Dr. King was going against the um, uh, the injustice of racial inequality. And so he was able to take this, and everyone could see it, or well, obviously not everyone, but um, thinking people could see that there was an injustice with racial inequality. And so he he moved forward on that. And, and so his ideas were the things that you'd follow Dr. King for. Um, allowing people of color to vote, uh, you know, to say they have equal value, they can take out loans, they can do all the things that anyone can do. And that was an easy idea to follow. Whereas Jesus, uh, differently than Dr. King, uh, Jesus talked primarily about Jesus and about how Jesus was a connection to the heavenly to his heavenly father. And so Jesus said things like I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. Um uh one time uh some followers of Jesus came to him and said um show us the father. Show show us God. You keep talking about you and the father. Show us the father. And and Jesus almost annoyed said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And he said he's, uh, he's the light of the world. Um, he talked about being living water, all these different things, a good shepherd. Like he, he was the guy. And so those are the things that he talked about. It was him. And so when he died, the whole movement died with him. Uh, yes, he had parables and he had teachings and, 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 and some of them could stand on their own. There's no doubt about that. Um, love your neighbor as yourself, all these different things. They can stand on their own. But Jesus, from his own mouth, pretty much said, uh, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. And so when he died, the entire movement died with him. And so... When we get to the resurrection story, we're getting to a, a, a part that is um, really important. Um, that when these women came to the tomb, and just kind of to set that up a little bit. Um, and, and, and this is what I typically do when I'm preparing a sermon. I, I take the text that, uh, b- before I look into what others are thinking or whatever, I just take the text not always, but oftentimes, and I'll just read it over and over again. And I'll just make notes. If you were with us for the Gideon series, you would have seen the same thing where um, I basically had um, four pages of the Gideon story and I would just read it over and over again and make notes. And one of the notes I saw that I mentioned in the sermon on Sunday was um, that the women who had come with Jesus from Galilee, they, they followed Joseph, this guy who got the body from Jesus and got the tomb and they saw how the tomb and how his body was laid in it. And you can just imagine, I don't know, fellas, if you've uh, been around long enough to realize that when you do something, oftentimes there'll be um, women who look at what you did and uh, have a better solution. And that might be difficult for you to admit, but sometimes we don't lay things uh, in the right spot and we don't prepare things the way we should and we say it's good enough and it didn't catch on fire, so it'll be fine. Well, these women came and saw how Joseph had laid the body in the tomb and and, and kind of how it went down. And so um, 
they went home and they prepared spices. And all this can be found uh, in uh, Luke chapter 23, starting in verse 55, and it goes through Luke 24 um, through verse 8. But the, the women get there, they went home and they prepared spices, but they ran out of time because the Sabbath was coming up and they couldn't really work on the Sabbath. And so they prepared the spices uh, in obedience to the Sabbath. And in, in Luke 24, 1, it says, On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, I mean, they probably, they probably watched the sun, <laughs> excuse me, they probably watched the sun, and were like, are we good? Yep, we're good. And they just booked it towards the tomb. And they took the spices they had prepared, and they went to the tomb. In verse 2 of Luke 24, it says, They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of Jesus. And uh, you can imagine, they had no idea that, that he was resurrected. Uh, the devastation of what was lost um, was, just, was just too much. And it says in verse 4 that while they were wondering about this, you can imagine what they were wondering about, suddenly two men in clothes that gleam like lightning stood beside them. And uh, these are two angels. And in verse 5 it says, In their fright the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. And in the middle of verse 5 comes this question that we're kicking off our entire series with. Um, and I think, uh, even as we've prepared the sermon already for this Sunday, um, the angels ask a really important question. And what we're going to be talking about in this series is it's our job to answer the question. That if God asks us a question, it's our job to answer it fully. We don't just shove it aside and say, oh, I know why you're asking the question, so I won't do that anymore. Or I won't think that way anymore. Or I won't pursue that. It's really important that God asks us these questions not to put us down or to shove us aside, but to enter into a conversation. And the question that the angels ask is a great question. <laughs> And we have to answer it. And it would have been a great question to ask me before I wanted to invest in an ostrich farm. Um, why? What was I trying to accomplish? What was I trying to do? And so the men come and here's the question they ask. Why do you look for the living among the dead? Why are you trying to find Jesus, who, who you think is meaning and purpose in life, who you think is worth betting your life on. Why are you trying to find that here? And they even go on in verse 6, He's not here, He's risen. Remember how He told you while He was still in Galilee? And, and so these are the types of things that as we enter into this series that God is going to um, ask us. Now, when we get to a question like this, why do you look for the living among the dead? And if you had applied it to my um, ostrich farm thing, um, I would just say, you're right, I shouldn't invest in ostriches. That was stupid, and I'd move on. But God wants a conversation. And so if I was willing at that time, and if I had asked myself this question prior to 
trying to invest in the ostrich farm, uh, it might go something like this. God might say, why are, why are you trying to find meaning and purpose and joy and peace in the things that God has for you in Christ Jesus? Why are you trying to find that in an ostrich farm investment? And I would say, um, I graduated with a business degree and I only drive a forklift. And God would say, do you find your value in what you do? Is that, is that important to you? That if you drive a forklift, you're less than somebody else? And I'd have to really wrestle with that and say, no, no, I don't believe that. But there's something about myself that does believe that for me. I think I'm maybe more important or maybe I think that um, I should be doing more. And maybe uh, God would, maybe I'd answer the question this way. Um, why need to provide for my family? And and so the ostrich farm, while it might, might seem ridiculous now, the ostrich farm might provide extra money that I can provide for my family. And God might ask, answer and say, do you provide for your family? Or do I provide for your family? And and again, these questions might we might be tempted to run from them because we know the answer. And yet I think God really, really wants to have a conversation and, and, and even this next Sunday as we get into the next question. Um I I think God wants us to wrestle with this. And as we do wrestle with it, I think he, um, I think we'll learn a lot about ourselves. And I think we're going to learn a lot about God in, in the same process. That we, we answer the question and we kind of process that with God. And so um, the angels, as we said before, they, they answer and they say, He's not here. God is not found in these types of things. Um, he, he's not found in ostrich farms. The peace that surpasses all comprehension is not found in an investment. Um, the, the, the joy uh, that he promises when he says, I, I, I hope that your joy may be full, that you might have life to the abundant, doesn't happen um, when our income statement rises, or we get married, or we have kids. Those are all joyful things, but we don't find that perfect joy, that love, that peace, the, the patience, the kindness, the gentleness, uh, all these things that there's no uh, law against that the Bible talks about. We don't find those things there. They, they can be things we experience, but that isn't what we find. And so, he says, uh, he says, he's not here, he's risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee. And it says in verse 8, then they remembered his words. And um, Peter goes on later and he um, gets to the tomb and he can't f figure it out. And it takes, him, <clears throat> it takes him a little bit, it takes him all a little bit to realize that Jesus has been actually, he's actually risen from the dead. And um, 
And so, uh, as we talked about on Easter, uh, when we were there and, 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 and again, to our podcast community, I, I would encourage you, if you can make it to a Sunday morning, we really do believe that, um, when we're together, uh, and, and I know some of, some of, some of you can't make it because you're in different parts of the country, but when we're together, it's just better. And so, um, uh, church, church is much better in person than than listening to this on a treadmill or, or or cleaning the house or whatever. Um, the Church of Jesus Christ is meant to be uh, experienced among people, and so I'd encourage you to, if you can make it to our church, to be there for the remainder of this series. We're going to talk about some really great questions that God has for us, and again, they're not meant to be. Um, indicting or, um, uh, you know, to, to make us feel bad or whatever. They're meant to get us to think. And, and really, ultimately, God wants us to be free. And one of the things we talked about at Easter, if you weren't there, was that, that God wants to enter into a relationship with you. And, and you might be listening to my words, or you might have been there on Sunday or what have you, and just been thinking to yourself, why do I look for the living among the dead? Why do I think this next relationship is going to be the thing, or this next investment, or whatever? And I would just encourage you, you know, God is a God of next steps. And for you, your next step might be to just begin to pray to God and say, God, I want to find meaning and purpose with you. And we were so excited on Sunday. We had 15 people make a decision to follow Jesus, uh, either for the first time or maybe for a second time. And if that's you, we'd love for you to participate in that too. And you can, you can. Um, um, I'm going to pray a little prayer in a bit, and you can pray that and uh, email me at john, J-O-H-N, at Spring. Dot com no springs just one spring livingspring.com and we can begin to work together to get you into your next step with Jesus but i i would be remiss if i didn't lead you in the prayer that we prayed on easter to give you an opportunity and there's nothing magic about the prayer all we're doing is identifying with Christ's death and his resurrection and that same resurrection power that um, that they experienced, you can experience too in many areas of your life. And so what we did on Sunday and um, what I'd encourage you to do and even lots of people who even have prayed this prayer many times or have, have been a Christian for a long time prayed this prayer. We just said, Dear Jesus, thank you for dying for my sins. Thank you for being raised from the dead and conquering sin and death. Right now, I give you my life, and I want to follow you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. That is a huge prayer and a huge step, and if you um, want to let us know about that, we'd love love to... Um, journey with you in your in your next steps as you follow God. And so again, you can email me at john at living spring and we can begin a conversation and try to get you plugged in. And if you're in an, you know, another part of the country or what have you, we'd um, I can do my best to try and get you plugged in 
to a church there because being part of a church body is so important. And we say at Living Spring all the time, it's better when you're here. And, um, you know, if you're in another state, it's better that you are in a place where you're sitting next to somebody and uh, worshiping God. So thanks for joining us. I know it was a little different and we're okay with that, but I hope that you get back with us in the next five weeks as we finish up our conversation series. Thanks so much for being a part. We'll talk to you later. Bye.